We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, February 16th, 2024. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen. Uh, Ken is already in Cabo, like the Bucks last night, uh, as they lost to the Grizzlies. Doc Rivers said that, by the way. He said we had some guys in Cabo. Uh, yeah, Brian's asking, where's Ken? Uh, I think still in Vegas. I think he moved there, you know, Vermont legalized sports gambling. He's just like, I, this is who I am now. This is my personality. Um, yeah, but, uh, Shannon, Shannon made the trip back from, from Vegas and is, uh, is ready to do this podcast. We're going to keep it short today. We are only going to talk news and then waiver wire and then we're out of here. But if you have any questions, drop them in. And we'll try to get to him. First things first, Clay Thompson came off the bench last night in yesterday's win over the Jazz and will do so, quote, for the foreseeable future, according to Steve Kerr. Uh, of course, he drops 35 points on 22 shots, makes seven threes in 28 minutes, and one in what ended up being a non-overtime 140-137 win in Utah. Pajemski got the start. Uh, Shannon, do you expect this to change anything really in terms of fantasy value for the remainder of the season? Uh, I, I certainly on AirPod side, I do. Uh, I think it solidifies his role as like a legit 10 team option for fantasy. Um, for Clay Thompson, you were, if you already rostered him this season, it was primarily because of points and three-pointers, and I don't think that's going to change much even with his role off the bench. He's currently averaging 17.3 points per game, uh, which is his lowest since his sophomore season, uh, but he's still hitting 3.3 three-pointers. There's not many players in the league that top out and, and hit three over three three-pointers per game. So he's going to have fancy value. I think that holds even in the bench role. You know, As we saw last night, he's going to get hot from downtown, he was uh, 7 for 13 from downtown, 13 for 22 from the floor. Uh, even chipped in six rebounds, which was nice. But in 28 minutes, you know, he played 30 minutes in back-to-back games before that. I don't. I really don't think it'll change much. I think we'll see Clay play 25 to 30 minutes, score 14 to 16 points, uh, and give you you know close to three point three three pointers per game. So if he was giving you value as a starter, it's going to hold as a reserve. Um, we also have Danilo Gallinari 
uh, go with the Bucks, Shannon. Very exciting. Gallo has agreed to join the Bucks for the rest of the season. You know, I I like him because it gives uh, he gives the Bucks options besides Crowder, Portis, Patty C, and, and the other end of the bench guys. He'll help stretch the floor a little bit. He's also on his last legs. This isn't the Gallinari that right. that we saw, you know, in his prime. No, nowhere close to that. Nowhere close to Knicks or Nuggets Gallinari or even Clippers, Clippers Gallinari, really. He is definitely on, you know, the final season or two of his career, most likely. Uh, but he can still hit a three-pointer, help stretch the floor. You know, it also helps. You got Middleton, who, who can never really stay healthy. But from a fantasy standpoint, I don't expect Diallo to play more than like 15 minutes per game. Yeah, I think that's that's about right. I mean, I the Bucks look Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers loves his veterans. Um, that's a big portion of this. I think that Doc Rivers probably wants you know fewer minutes for guys like Bochamp and AJ Green and who knows about the Nassus. But Middleton's also been out. Um, like you said, I would be shocked, shocked if this results in anything meaningful in terms of fantasy value. He, he is taking over the uh, vacant Joe Ingles role from yes. last year's Bucks team. Absolutely. Um, okay, Shannon, we have to talk about it. Isaiah Stewart last night arrested for punching Drew Eubanks at the arena. I will say Drew Eubanks kind of an underrated, like you get some people's faces. Like Eubanks mm-hmm. has, has pissed a lot of people off. Uh, so not, uh, I, I, I can understand why beef stew had had enough given beef stew's, uh, temper as well, possibly a small suspension coming. We don't know a lot right now. Um, I'll, I'll give you the floor to talk about whether you think maybe there's a suspension and just like what the Pistons post deadline rotation, kind of what they're up to. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a small suspension. I honestly think there it's in play that he doesn't return to the court this season. Um, oh, wow. we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But he was arrested and yeah. issued a citation and then released by uh, Arizona or Phoenix police. So it's it's something to keep tabs on. If I roster Isaiah Stewart in 10 or 12 team leagues, um, I've, I would have already have cut bait. Definitely doing it now. Um, he's already been out with an injury anyways. So if you, you know, if you had an IL, IL spot, you probably might've had him stashed there in a deeper format, but I think he's safe to drop in all formats. You know, the Pistons are also playing around with rotations. They have a bunch of new pieces to work in. Um, they might just sideline Isaiah Stewart for the remainder of the season, or at least, <clears throat> at least until this gets all sorted out. Um, you've got Simone Fontecchio. Uh, there now he was inserted into the starting lineup a couple of games ago. And, and I think that's really where you will see some, some decent value from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, Fontecchio is rostered in 30% of Yahoo leagues. We're not going to talk to him, uh, talk about Simone, uh, in the waiver wire section, but I think he's worth a look in 12 team leagues, uh, over the past three games, averaging 15 points, 2.3, three pointers, 4.7 rebounds in 26 minutes per. And I expect those minutes to go up, uh, now that he's starting. Yeah, well, I, I'm interested to see what happens with Stewart. But your, your point about dropping him, I think, is fine just because he was kind of fringe roster spot for most 12-team uh, leagues anyway, points and categories. So, uh, yeah, with the optionality the the Pistons have, don't be surprised if he ends up being a drop. Let's take a few questions before we jump into the waiver wire. Uh, 
Shannon, actually, am I going to talk about this guy? I don't think I am. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put this question up. Would you rather have Aaron Neesmith or Marvin Bagley, 14-team, nine-cat, head-to-head? Tough, tough call. I think, especially in a in a categorical league, um, you know, I'm picking whichever categories I need more help on. So yep. if it's scoring, if it's scoring field goal percentage rebounds, then Bagley gets the edge. Uh, if it's if it's three point shooting, maybe steals. That's where I'd rather go with Neesmith. So that that's going to dictate my decision there. It's really which categories do I need more help on? And, and I expect I, I do expect Bagley to be a solid overall player. Um, I like him a little bit more in points league. And if it was straight points league, I would say Bagley gets the edge. Um, you know, there is also some injury concerns with Bagley, but he, we have back-to-back games where he's played 28, 20, uh, 28 and 30 minutes now, uh, over 34 fantasy points in each of those games. Um, so I do give the the edge to Bagley in general. If all categorical needs are even, Bagley gets the edge. Uh, but I would look at what your your team needs are first. Yep. And yeah, the, the head-to-head nine cats important because really what you're trying to do is win five of your nine categories. So you want to lean into your strongest categories. Um, but I, the answer Shannon gave is basically exactly what I was going to say. They're, there's a chance they're pretty neck and neck the rest of the year. Uh, you just got to pick whoever fits your your sort of bill. Uh, Jay Sizzle 810 just dropped Clay Thompson for <laughs> Trey Mann in a nine-cat, 10-team league. Is this a good move? I will say I like it just from an upside perspective because I don't think Clay really has top 100 in him anymore. And I think Trey Mann, I'm gonna talk about him in a little bit. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna blow my cover on Trey Mann, but I will say I think he will still play significant minutes when LaMelo comes back. I I agree with that assessment, and that's why I like that move. Um yeah, I think it, it, it's a similar scenario where if you end up needing three pointers more, you could probably find someone else on the waiver wire. But Trey, Trey, Trey Mann has been contributing across the board uh, the last few games, and even after Bell, Lamelo returns, which you know is to be determined when. Um, but I think there's a role for Trey Mann on this team, even then. Like I could see Cody Martin being moved to the bench. Brandon Miller, in my opinion, is more of a small forward. So you start Ball and Trey Mann at the two guard spots, Miller at the three, Bridges at the four, Richards at the five, and have Martin, who is more of a a complimentary player anyways, coming off the bench. So I like Trey Mann and his long-term upside for the remainder of the season. Yes. Let's take one more question before we jump into the waiver wire. Should I sell high on Buddy Heald or hold on to him for the rest of the season? Christian asks. I basically, I, I wrote a kind of a winners and losers type uh, post-trade deadline column. And I just was like, you got to sell high on Buddy Heald. Um, I, look, what, what Heald's doing right now is amazing. His passing is reaching levels he's never done before in his career. He's got six assists in four straight games. He's balling out of control right now. But... Uh, Tobias Harris has missed the past two games. Tyrese Maxey missed one of those games. Uh, and DeAnthony Melton has remained out. Batum has been out this entire time. So, yes, I would sell high. But pro- I would say, as I said in my article, I would only sell high if you could get like a guaranteed 
top 60 player in return. Okay. I, I can agree. I, I was going to say top 50. If you're getting a top 50 player in return, I think it's a solid move. Buddy Heald's been a top 50 player over the past couple of weeks. Uh, and certainly since he joined um, the 76ers, <clears throat> I mean, he's he is averaging since starting, moving into the starting lineup for the Sixers, he's averaging 22 points. Four rebounds, seven and a half assists, 1.8 steals. The assist will definitely not hold. Uh, we know that. But uh, also 4.5 three-pointers, uh, 45% from downtown. Yeah, the, I would say he he is a guy who could shoot 40% or higher from downtown. He shot 42.5% from three last year. And with this team, the difference with the Sixers uh, as opposed to the Pacers is the volume I think is likely to be there. I do not envision Nick Batum challenging Buddy Heald for minutes. It obviously helps that you had Maxi or Harris miss time uh, in some of those games. But if you're, I, I value Buddy Heald as a top 75 fantasy player for the remainder of the season. So unless you're getting top 60, top 50 in return, I think you hold him. I, and I, yes, I, I, the, the minutes are another thing too. I will say. 39 minute average over these past four games. I, I don't think that's going to continue, but healed has ranked in, inside the top 50 before in his career. Uh, he's, he's been a top 75 player multiple times and he's only needed about 30 minutes to do so. So I think, I think he's been a top 80 player almost every season yeah. in his career, even when coming off the bench. So yeah, I, I do like him quite a bit. He's not going to do what he's been done for the past four games, but I, I, firmly believe he's uh, he's a top 60 top 50 ish player uh for the remainder of the season all right before we jump into the waiver wire don't forget rotowire.com slash pod go to that link you can get a free look behind our paywall we have a ton tons of content uh back there for you guys and do not forget to like and subscribe like this video and subscribe to the rotowire nba youtube channel if you like this content uh okay let's jump into the waiver wire uh, Shannon and I are going to give you about four each to make up for Ken's absence. Uh, but I will mention for games next week, different leagues, different standard formats across different host sites have different rules for the all-star uh, break. Some sites have this as a two-week block. Some sites have this as a as a one-week block. Uh, I'm going to be talking like this is a two-week block and that you're going to set your lineup again when play resumes. Um so uh, if that's the case about for your league, about half the teams have three games, about half have two, and two teams only have one game for next week after the All-Star break resumes. That is Memphis and Miami. So keep that in mind when setting your lineups, when picking guys up, when dropping guys, etc. But I will start off uh, with a guy we mentioned earlier in the show, Trey Mann of the Charlotte Hornets. He is 34% rostered. In his first three games with the Hornets, he's averaging about 14 points on 46% from the field and 46% from deep. That also includes seven rebounds, seven assists, and just over a steal. It seems like LaMelo is going to come back after the All-Star break. We don't know. Charlotte is incredibly dodgy with their injury reporting and their updating. Uh, but even so, even if LaMelo comes back right after the All-Star break, I think Charlotte's going to prioritize man. Uh, in the rotation, not ahead of LaMelo, but just in general. I think you'll operate probably as a six-man or potentially even start, like Shagan mentioned, over like Cody Martin. They could probably get minutes in the high 20s. Uh, given what he's shown as a passer, that's probably going to be enough for him. And they got other guys they can kick out of the rotation. I mean, I'm not, I mean, Vasily Micic has been playing 20 minutes. Is that really going to continue? Are they going to keep 
are they going to keep giving 20 minutes to Seth Curry, 12 minutes to uh, Bertans? Like there is room for all for LaMelo and Trey Mann uh, to play. Absolutely. You know, we hinted at that during the news section. I totally agree with that. Um, I, I think he should be rostered in, in probably 60 to 70% of leagues uh, very easily. I, I think he's a 10-team league option. Um, so I, I support that pick. Uh, My f- I will oh, – oh, final thing. We, uh, Hornets have three games, by the way. So even if you're worried, you pick him up, you got three games for insulation. Uh, if he comes off the bench and is only playing 20 minutes or something. But yes, go go ahead, Shannon. My first waiver wire suggestion is AirPods himself, Brandon Podjemski. He's back in the starting lineup uh, as he, he's been moving in and out of the starting lineup uh, for the Warriors all season. Uh, but as we alluded to during the, the news section, Clay Thompson is now being deployed in a reserve role for the foreseeable future. And I just love what, what AirPods has been able to provide. He, he's been very solid for the Warriors all year. Uh, as a starter, he's seen a nice increase in production. 14 starts this year. He's averaged 31.6 points, 11, 11.4 points, 1.4 steals, 4.5 assists, 7.1 rebounds, which is pretty wild for a 6'4 guard. Um, yeah, you know, 30 plus minutes seems like it's going to be a sure thing with him in the starting lineup last night, even with Clay Thompson going off um, when he came off the bench, AirPods was able to play 34 minutes. Pajemski is rostered in, let's see, 47% of Yahoo rosters. That should certainly be higher. So I, I think he needs to be rostered uh, in most 10 team. If, probably all 10 team leagues uh go scoop him up he Prajemski, he's he's proved it all year um he doesn't have too many weaknesses besides like he doesn't really get to the free throw line and his efficiency can kind of be up and down that's really about it for him that you're worried about so uh i really like that uh before i get to mine we have a question in the chat from manila most wanted do we need to start selling marketing now jazz gave up on the run with the trades they did uh, yeah, I mean, I don't mind the sell high on marketing if you're especially worried about it. Um, I, I'm, you know, I don't think they're going to be as heavy pulling the plug as maybe they were last year. I mean, they're still fighting for Golden State with a play-in spot. I know, like you said, and I agree with you, the moves they made tell you that they are fine not making the play and they're fine not making the playoffs. I agree, but they're so far out of the bottom five like they have 26 wins the bottom five is charlotte at 13 washington at nine detroit at eight portland at 15 san antonio at 11 they can't really far like fall like that much farther down so to me it's not as much of a sell as jaron jackson that's how i'll phrase that i totally agree with that uh statement i i don't think he's a sell i I think they pretty pretty obviously we're gonna we're they're gonna try to play both sides of it they're like we're gonna sell off some pieces and make room for create more minutes for our first round picks in Keontae George Walker Kessler those two guys are both starting now for them uh they also have Hendricks coming off the bench and getting rotation minutes every game which wasn't the case before the trades I think they they said we could still compete still be competitive maybe push for a play-in while also freeing up minutes for for our young guys, 
I, I don't think they're going to just shelf market it unless he, unless they continue to drop, they have lost four in a row. You know, if he suffers some kind of injury, uh, that's going to force their hand. But right now, like we saw last night, they're out there trying to beat the, the Warriors and, and really move up in the standings and, and compete for that play in. So I don't think marketing's an obvious sell at this stage. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, my next waiver wire suggestion, speaking of the Jazz, Keontae George, who is 27% rostered. On February 12th, he was named the starter going forward. Uh, yes, he has started three straight games, but he's seen at least 25 minutes in six straight. So this was coming for a little while. In this uh, in this six game stretch, he's averaging averaging sixteen points on forty six percent from the field, forty seven percent from deep. It's going to decline a little bit, uh, but five assists, three point three rebounds, one point two steals. He was having huge efficiency issues at the beginning of the season, as we all know. As people in category leagues were like wringing their hands, do I keep him? Do I drop him? He's tanking my field goal percentage. But since December. He's he's 42% from the field and 37% from deep. So now he's he's in the competent zone. It's it's wild to me 
that he is not more heavily rostered. This is a guy, he's he's 27% rostered. He is a top 50 or a top 60 player over the past week, uh, averaging 34 minutes per game in those three games. He is, you know, this this uh, one of the rookies that everyone was high on stashing at the beginning of the year, uh, and it's been it's been an up and down. You know, he's had his struggles, but he's locked into the starting lineup now for the remainder of the season, and he should absolutely be rostered uh, at a higher percentage than that. Ooh, here's a good question related to that: uh, Would you keep Keontae or Scoot Henderson for the rest of season? That that's interesting because last yeah. night the news came down last night that uh, Scoot Henderson will start for the remainder of the season uh, for Portland. I know which way I'm going, but I want you to weigh in on it first, Al. I think that I would rather roster Scoot. It okay. I would much rather roster Scoot in a points league. Yes. In a category league, it is closer because Scoot's we talked about Keontae George having field goal percentage issues. Scoot Henderson also has field goal percentage issues, but he's he's been better lately. I will say I'll lean Scoot. I will, I'll do it. Yeah, I think I think that assessment's pretty spot on. Scoot is the better play for points-based leagues. Um, I am going to give him the edge in categorical as well, uh, primarily just because of his tremendous upside. And, and we've seen him go out there. And score 30 points multiple times in the past month or two. He has that solid, you know, he, he has more upside to go out there and, and score 25 points and drop 10 dimes than George does. I like both players a ton. Um, and honestly, I'm trying to roster both if I can. Uh, who is your second waiver wire suggestion, Shannon? AO Dasumu for the Chicago Bulls, a guy we talked about a lot this season. He is uh, 44% rostered on Yahoo, top 50 player over the past week with averages of 20 points and 4.7 three-pointers uh, in 37 minutes per game uh, in, in the past three games. You know, re friendly reminder, no Zach Levine for the remainder of the season. Uh, you have Caruso has been, a, a, has been questionable basically every game for, I don't know, the past month or two. Um, the Sumo should continue to see tons of run for the Chicago Bulls and any, you know, as, as Alex and Ken and I have all talked about, he's shown growth on the offensive end. He's been more aggressive. Uh, yeah, even the, he just scored a career high 29 points against Atlanta. Uh, he took 18 field goal attempts that game. Uh, I expect, you know, there could be scenarios like with the Minnesota game a week ago where Chicago goes with a twin tower set up depending on matchup, but, other than that one game, Desumu started eight of nine. So I expect, I fully expect he will be locked in the starting lineup or starting 90% of the games here on out and playing 30 plus minutes. Uh, I think he's worth a look. 12 teamers, no doubt. Uh, some 10 team leagues, he's going to be, be an option as well. Yep. Double digit scoring in 14 of his past 15 games. Uh, solid on defense, too. So if you need a little bit of defense, not a bad option. I'm going to I'm going to uh, pivot off of my third pick to go straight to my fourth pick because we have a question related to my fourth player. Uh Old Yeast says great show, thanks. ESPN Points League. I got to choose between Olenek and Derek Lively. Ooh. I'm conflicted. Let me talk about Olenek first because he is one of my waiver wire suggestions. So I'll I'll do the rundown here. He's 35% rostered. Got traded from Utah to Toronto. 
Um, he exited the most recent game for Toronto due to a back strain. So throw that one out the window, seven minutes played. Before that, he played 43 total minutes in two games, 28 points, 11 rebounds, five of six, and six steals with a block total in those uh, 43 minutes. Look, it's kind of a weird trade. Uh, they got a Baji in the trade too. Uh, we were kind of unsure about what they were going to do with Olenek in terms of like how much they're going to play him. I think they like him out there as a floor spacing look at the five around Scotty Barnes. Um, and that isn't a floor spacing five. That isn't Chris Boucher. Uh, and uh, I, it's working so far. Olenek and Barnes, they played 31 minutes together. Barnes, 10 assists to two turnovers in that time. Um, the question on whether you roster him versus Derek Lively. I think that if if all things were equal, like if both of these guys were playing 30 minutes, I would rather have Olenek. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't have much faith in Olenek playing more than about 20 a game. And Lively, also confusing. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, Shannon. Th this Lively-Gafford split. Uh, Lively just came back from a broken nose, played 17 minutes off the bench. I think he's going to start, but I also don't think it's going to matter that much in terms of minutes split. Uh, how do you kind of evaluate that situation? I I view Gafford as the most likely option to start for this team. I think it's telling that they went with Gafford uh, in Lively's return. They also went with P.J. Washington at the power forward spot. I, I just I think Gafford, this team's trying to win. They want to make a push. I think Gafford's going to give them the better option to do so. So I, you know, it's going to be a pretty close platoon. It's, you know, it could be 24, 18, something along those lines. I just I worry about lively. I still like lively long term, obviously in, in dynasty keeper leagues. Um, I think he's got tons of upside. But this year I do like Gafford the remainder of the season um over lively. And with Olenek. My concern with Olenek is the fact that those two games, those two solid games that he had for Toronto, 22 and 21 minutes, great production. They lost both those games by, by a lot, by a lot, by 24 and 23 points. I want to see how Olenek is actually going to be when they have a competitive game and, and how much run he's going to get. I cautious, I'll, I'll side with Olenek here. Uh, but I do believe it's toss up. And my actual preference is to find a third option that's got more <laughs> upside than both of them. I think that's fair. You know, Raptors are 19 and 36. Uh, I, I actually wrote about this in my article because I don't know what they're doing. Uh, their pick this they season. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, actually, hold on. Um, I don't know. I lost it. Whatever I was looking at, I lost it. Uh, but yeah, I just, um, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. Okay. Let's go to, um, who's who it's up to you, Shannon. It's up to you. All right. My next waiver wire suggestion. I'm actually, we'll, we'll do a little two for one here. You know, Ken had the gaggle uh, of Grizzlies last week. We're just going to trim that down to a duo. Uh, Zaire Williams, who is officially my long shot of the week. Uh, guard forward for Memphis, 1% rostered. So he's available everywhere. You can go get him. He's coming off a career game, scored a career high 27 points in 36 minutes. Also had four rebounds, four assists, three steals. Uh, he was four for seven. 
from downtown, uh, which is nice to see because he hasn't been the greatest uh, shooting from downtown. He, he's, he hasn't been shy about it. He, he is hitting uh, 1.2 three-pointers per game this year, but, but only 32%. Um, I've always kind of had a crush on Zaire Williams, thought he could do more. It was nice to see last night. Um, in that game against that that massive upset win against the Bucks, which is hilarious. Uh, but Zaire Williams with forty, almost forty five fantasy points for DFS. He's had he's flirted with that before. He had thirty two fantasy points a couple weeks ago against Orlando. This team is so shorthanded and is going to be a revolving door uh, of players that I do think Zaire Williams is worth a streaming option in the short term. Um, the other option from Memphis that, that I like a lot is the young man, GG Jackson. He had another big game, uh, 30 minutes, 27 points. Uh, not much outside of scoring one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, one block, but he was 10 for 17 from the floor, six for 10 from downtown. Good for 28 fantasy points in that win over the Bucks. He, he isn't starting. He's only made one start so far this season. So he's coming off the bench, seeing, Seeing a decent role off the bench for Memphis. I mean, he's played 20 or more, more minutes in six straight games. He has one DNP in there as well, where he's essentially rested. Uh, I still like Gigi. I do think they might uh, uncork him towards the, the final stretch of the season, and he's out there playing 35 minutes per. So Gigi, not as uh, heavily or not as as heavily available as Zaire Williams. Uh, he is rostered in 34% of leagues. He, he's a guy, if you need... Three-pointers, scoring, Gigi Jackson's an option. Efficiency will be an issue, though. So he is a, a risk on that end in categorical leagues. Yeah, I mean, this 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 Grizzly situation, uh, it's almost – we don't know what's going to happen here with all the injuries, all the guys sitting out, et cetera. We don't even know – I mean, they're talking like Desmond Bain's going to come back. I, I don't I don't even believe that. I mean, they're, they're saying like it's going to happen. I, that would be insane to me. Um, so – yeah, I, it's hard for me to say that Jackson, Zaire Williams, basically anybody who's on the Grizzlies who's seen decent minutes lately is not a fine pickup just to have on your bench or or as optionality, as an upside play. Um, just because it's – they. I mean, we still have – we still have through April, uh, middle of April, and this team is already looking like this. So it's going to be – I think it's going to be a mess for a lot of the season. I will say I found what I was looking for with this with this Raptors thing. The Raptors uh, owe their pick to San Antonio if it falls between, if it falls outside of six. Uh, they gave San Antonio a protected one to six first round pick in the Jakob Pertle trade. There you go. Deranged move. Uh, right now, the, Ra- the Raptors are in sixth, uh, but they are three and a half games behind Portland in terms of like bad record. So, and given, gonna... well, given the quality of teams that Kelly Linux played on the last few years, you know, Detroit, the Rockets, uh, now the Raptors, it's possible. The key to, to saving that pick and keeping it in house <laughs> is just playing a Linux more minutes. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, very weird situation. If I was a Raptors fan, I would buy the, I would be, I would be beside myself. Uh, let's say that. All right. Uh, my final waiver wire suggestion, Corey Kispert of the Washington Wizards, 15% rostered, has clearly been given the green light, uh, practically irradiated green light. 
Past eight games for Kispert, 17 points with three threes on 50% for the field, 35% from three, 3.9 rebounds, two and a half assists in 28 minutes. Wizards have three games next week, so stream them in. Absolutely. I have a hot take for you. I think he's Washington's second most talented scorer behind Kyle Kuzma. Um, Kispert has been underutilized for so long. He does not deserve to be on a bad team like Washington, and he is not just a three-point shooter. I think that's something I need to emphasize. He's not like a pure three-point streamer. He shoots a lot of twos, actually. Like half, Only half of his shots are threes, which is kind of a lot, kind of not, depending on what you think about him. He's a great cutter, decent passer. Uh, such an obvious streaming candidate with three weeks in the green light he's been given. Nice. I will push back on the second most talented scorer because I'll tell you who I think the first most talented scorer is on that team. It's our boy, Denny. Okay, sure. I mean, coming yeah. off a career high, 43 points. Yeah. He's, he yeah. gets to the line, got to the line 13 times in that game. If he starts getting to the line more, you know, and, and, and having more of a, uh, a, a green light from downtown six for 10, I, I think that might be the first uh, game. Yeah, definitely the first game this season. He's taking double digit three point attempts. I, I'm just in love with Advia's uh his, the, his total package as an NBA player, big fan. Uh, so awesome. we'll, we'll just count this as a shout out. He is averaging 28 points, 11 and a half rebounds, 3.8 assists and uh, 2.8 three pointers over the past four games, 39 minutes per in those four games. And I'm the fool who traded him in our keeper league, but <laughs> oh. yeah, I, uh, no, I love Avdia as well. Both of these guys deserve to be like on winning rosters. Uh, it's just, you know, yeah, obviously awesome. Since I packaged the two Grizzlies together, I do have one more pick for us. And we are going with another name that has been discussed on this segment this year. Uh, Andrew Nebhard, starting shooting guard for the Indiana Pacers. He has started uh, six straight games uh, over. And, and since the trade deadline, his production's picked up some. In, in those four contests, he's averaging 31 minutes, 10 points, 4.8 assist and 1.5 steals. And it's really the assist that I just wanted to point out. The 4.8 assist is tough to find um, on the waiver wire, especially this time of year. So if you're in need of assist and looking for a, a sneaky option, he's a guy who could, who could provide that. He has upside for more. I mean, even on the season, he's averaging 4.6 assists in 23 minutes per. You know, if his minutes continue to hover uh, in that 30 range, then I expect him to actually be averaging over five assists in short order. Yeah. And Rick Carlisle, we all want Ben Matherin to happen. Like we all want Ben Matherin 30 minutes. He's putting up 20 points, six man of the year. I think Carlisle just does not like him. Um, so Nemhard, I think is going to continue getting the minutes. Let's close out the show. Uh, we're not doing, we're not doing all-star break. Uh, anything, you know, not doing all-star anything there. We got a few questions in the chat. I want to close out with let's do it. And, and no, sadly, I know any of you have been listening for years. Typically I do an NHL DFS slate preview on this all-star break Friday. Uh, sadly I am ill-equipped. I mean, I've always been ill-equipped, but I'm ill-prepared <laughs> to do it this year. So we're going to pass on that segment. Uh, quickly, uh, Ryan says Jordan Goodwin looked good last night. For Memphis, risky but has potential. Goodwin was good last year with Washington. Like if you've been playing, you played fantasy last year. Needed a streamer when I think it was Beal who was out. Um, yeah, he looked good last year, so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Trayton, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. 
wants to drop Io or potentially drop Io Dasunmu for Grant Williams, Amen Thompson, Bojan Bogdanovic, Dennis Schroeder, or Trey Mann. Personally, I think I would just keep Io Dasunmu here. I think I like him as much as any of those options. I know Grant Williams has looked really good the last three games coming off the bench for Charlotte, but I am firmly not a believer. He had plenty of opportunity in Dallas and could have had a similar 30-minute per game role. Uh, he's just not that guy. So he's doing great. Again, I'll give him credit where credit's due. 17.7 rebounds uh, and, and five. He's, he's hitting two three-pointers on 5.7 uh, three-point attempts per game right now. Uh, for Charlotte, I I think he's going to revert back to the guy we've seen the past couple of years with Boston and Dallas, and you know that eight to nine points with with four four rebounds and and one and a half to two three pointers. So I'm not very high on Grant Williams. Um, Amen. He is he deserves all the praise, deserves yep. all the praise and worship. But Van Fleet will return soon enough i still think amen might stick in that lineup uh because of the upside he's shown the the you know the what they've already invested in him um with such a high pick they're going to want him to be a starter um boyan i i think he's got limited upside especially once the knicks get healthy Schroeder, similar situation man i do like quite a bit but ao i'd probably i'd probably rank ao like second or third in that group um, so I'm holding him and, or I'm sorry, I would write, rank him first right now. Uh, but Trey man and a man close second and third. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, Trayton also wants to know, uh, he says Hayward's Gorgon Hayward's on his, uh, waiver wire too. This is a points league. Uh, I, that could end up, you know, working out, but I just would keep IO and cause you don't know with Gorgon Hayward, he's always hurt. We don't know what his role is going to be. I wouldn't preemptively drop the soon move for uh, Hayward. And then he wants to know, are we scared of Pat Williams coming back and taking to soon moves minutes? Not really. Um, partially because I think that might put an end to like the Drummond experimentation at power forward. So there's minutes there. And then I think Cor- Tory Craig and potentially Javon Carter and like Dalen Terry, who's also playing minutes, they just they just lose minutes, and I think Dasumo keeps playing what he's playing. Yeah, I think Chicago's been pretty competitive with their roster five and five over the past ten. They're playing, you know, they are competing for a play-in. They're currently ninth in the East, um, and, and pretty much it would be a surprise at this point, you know, if they drop out of the play-in um, because yep. they do have a four and a half game cushion over the Nets, who are in the eleventh seed. Um, I think they probably stick with their current starting lineup. The Sumu could see some minutes drop, uh, a slight drop in minutes, uh, but I am not too concerned. I do want to go back to Gordon Hayward, though. I actually just dropped Gordon Hayward for Trey Mann in the league, so there's a comp right there. You know, if, if you're, I'm fine if the, if one of these guys who we've been highlighting, if if Ao, uh, if if Trey Mann, some of the top waiver wire ads that we've been suggesting the past few weeks, if they're available, I think that Hayward's safe to drop. I wouldn't drop him for Zaire Williams, though. Not our long shots, but some of the top pickups, I, I do think Hayward's worth dropping. Final question. Who to drop for Trey Mann? D'Lo, Conley, or Schroeder? To me, this is Schroeder, uh, and I don't know if it's that close. Um, I suppose you could make an argument Schroeder versus Conley. 
you know, what if Schroeder keeps starting and playing 30 minutes? Yeah, that's close. What I'll say here is do not drop D'Angelo Russell for for uh, uh, Trey Mann right now. Uh, the other two, I could see a bit of an argument for. Yeah, I, I think I'm dropping I'm dropping Schroeder for him. Um, I do think yeah, Schroeder. It, it's interesting to see what he's going to do with the Nets. He he looked good in his first game off the bench, 15 and 12, and he's put together two duds uh, since then. Even and tough matchup against Boston in both yeah. of those games, <laughs> um, but. You know, even as a starter, he ended up only playing 18 minutes. They were absolutely blown out, lost by 50 points to the Boston Celtics. Um, I still like Schroeder uh, in deeper formats, but give me Trey Mann over him. Yeah, the Nets, you know, they have Lonnie Walker. They have Ben Simmons. They have Dennis Smith. These are guys I think they're a little interested in developing, and Dennis Schroeder is 30. That's also something to keep in mind, and the Nets are not that good. Uh, that will do it for us. Thank you, everybody uh for uh being here despite ken not being here thank you for the questions uh and we're just we're just gonna wrap this thing up i hope everybody has a good all-star break you can relax a little bit hope the festivities are fun um and we will catch you guys next week when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.